0: Catch a Tiger, Part 2 of the Kindling series. Written by Muffin Lance. Read by Dr. Fumbles McStupid. With the tags Sokka and Zuko. The Gang and Zuko. In which firebenders aren't immune to heat or flames. Not even a little. Military Zuko. Zuko is not having a good time. Sokka is having to reevaluate his general worldview. Jet doesn't really see a need to. Kindling AU. Summary. Guys, Aang said, I think he needs help. Jet briefly took out his mouth grass. He stared down at the injured firebender. We'll take care of him. In retrospect, it was pretty ominous. So, they were in this forest, right? And everything was red. The leaves were red, the Fire Nation soldiers they had just stumbled into were red, the obnoxious teenager who posed dramatically in a tree before helping was red. Also, Red, the fire as these guys fought back. They weren't all benders. It wasn't like firebenders were common. But there were more of them than Sokka was expecting in a random tiny camp. And wow, had he forgotten how much fire even one of these people could make. You idiots! One of the firebenders shouted. At his own guys. He had a huge giant facial scar and the scary scowl to match. Stop! And then one of the wooden barrels, not Red... Detonated, very red, and shouty Scarguy did something swirly with his hands to break up the flames. This was probably meant to save his own people, more so than Sokka, but Sokka was just about to sneak attack a guy, so collateral saving helped. A fireless boom, as it turned out, was still a boom. "'Sergeant!' one of the firebenders shouted. The blood trickling down Scarguy's face after he slammed into a tree was red as any color Sokka had ever bled which was a mild surprise. A firebender, bleeding red, like some kind of actual human person. Anyway, by the time Sokka's ears stopped ringing and the world stopped spinning, the other soldiers were gone. Obnoxious Teenager was still here. Katara was fawning over Obnoxious Teenager. Aang was fawning over the firebender's corpse. Guys, Aang said, I think he needs help. Or not-so-corpse. Obnoxious teenager briefly took out his mouthgrass. He stared down at the injured firebender. He smiled. We'll take care of him. In retrospect, it was pretty ominous. Sokka did not completely appreciate having Jet's arm around his shoulders, but he did appreciate being trusted with manly things. Ang and Katara, Jet said, wouldn't understand. But you're a man of your tribe. You know sometimes things need to be done. Sokka puffed out his chest, because he did know that, and it was nice to have a little recognition that was not in the form of making fun of his instincts. This is about the firebender, isn't it? You catch on fast, too, Jet smirked. They weren't taking care of the firebender in the way Aang had probably wanted, but Aang had the follow-through of a flutternat gnat sometimes. Not like Sokka. Sometimes things did need to be done. The Freedom Fighters were keeping Ashmaker outside of their highly combustible tree fort. Sokka approved. They'd stripped him out of his armor and tied him hand and foot. Sokka continued to approve. Skargai looked a lot smaller without the armor, a lot closer to their age. Sokka neatly compartmentalized that in the same boxes seal fox pups were objectively adorable, but their baby fur made for amazing mitten lining. The bender was kneeling. Jet crouched down in front of the guy, took out his mouthgrass and smirked. Have you tried burning through the ropes yet? You've still got your arms, so I'm going to say no. And hey, those ropes were kind of glistening weirdly, and there was a smell in the air, like the moment before a boom. We dipped them in blasting jelly, Jet said, holding Guy's gaze but talking to Sokka. Turns out even ash makers don't like to burn themselves that badly. Guy glared, but he didn't say anything. "'Heard them call you sergeant,' Jet said, "'and now he was talking to Scarguy. "'Never caught us a sergeant before.' "'You,' Scarguy enunciated clearly, past the obvious head wound with its caked-on blood "'and the slight slur to his words. "'Are a moron.' "'Jet put back in his mouth grass and stood, "'winked at Sokka, "'turned to the little fire Pipsqueak was tending, "'which now that Sokka stopped to think, "'was clearly not about warmth or comfort or cooking.' the way fires back in the South Pole were. The Duke wasn't here, Sokka noted. None of the younger kids were. Sokka approved, in kind of an uneasy way, but some things had to be done. Did you know, Jet said very conversationally, a lot of ash makers are scared of their own elements. Scarguy was taking in deep, probably meant to be calming breaths, even before Jet pulled a stick out of the fire, which made their prisoner a little quicker on the uptake than Sokka. That's why they keep them sheltered so much. Most superior element? More like the most pampered element. What do you think, Sergeant? Jet crouched back down. The fire-tip stick gripped lazily in one hand. As intimidation tactics went, it was really effective. Maybe too effective. Scarguy was breathing shallow and fast now, and not really making any move to back away, even though nothing was stopping him. He was just staring at the flame like it was a lot bigger than it was. "'But you know all kinds of interesting things, sergeants,' Jet said. Scar guy had lost the tie to his shirt somewhere, and Sokka was no longer sure that leaving all that skin exposed was an accident of removing his armor. Not when Jet was still smirking and moving the stick closer to his chest, which admittedly wouldn't really show one more burn scar. But the guy still wasn't moving. But Sokka was.' He grabbed the back of the firebender's shirt collar and jerked him away, which came as a surprise to both of them, and to Jet, too. "'Saka,' he said, smiling around that mouthgrass. "'I thought you understood.' "'I do,' Sokka said, and did not like the way his voice broke in the middle. "'But you haven't even asked him anything yet.' "'I was just going to loosen him up a bit first. "'Ashmakers have a pretty high pain tolerance.' Maybe start with the friendly questions and work your way up to the searing of human flesh. Just a suggestion. Jet smiled all friendly-like, which Sokka was starting to realize was not friendly at all. All right, we'll try it your way. So what were you doing in our forest, Ashmaker? Scarguy had briefly glanced up when Sokka had first grabbed him, his creepy gold eyes wide. Now Sokka's grip on his shirt was the only thing stopping him from falling over backwards, but the only thing he had eyes for was that teeny, tiny little flame. What's the blasting jelly for? Jet continued. Sokka really wasn't sure Guy was listening, or hearing, for that matter. The heartbeat against the back of Sokka's hand sped up as Jet wiggled that little fire closer to the guy's face, and then the firebender wasn't breathing. Sokka jerked him another foot back, and he really did fall over. Okay, Okay. I am... taking the prisoner for Team Avatar. Aang will, uh, have his own questions for him. And airbanders have all kinds of ways to get information. You'd really be surprised. Jet's eyes narrowed. His smile didn't. Sure thing, Sokka. Sokka had freed the guy's legs long enough to march him over to Camp Avatar. Current occupants, one sky bison, one flying lemur... One Sokka, and one firebending teenager he wasn't sure had noticed when he'd put the rope back on. He was just kind of laying where Sokka had put him. But the guy was blinking more, and also breathing again. So, that was... good? If a more alert firebender could be classified as good. You with me? Sokka asked. The guy mumbled something. Didn't quite catch that, buddy. Scarguy tottered his way back upright which was actually pretty impressive, with his hands behind his back and a clear lack of any sense of balance at this point in time. Sorry. Thought I was done with kneeling while assholes held fire to my face. Apparently not, so that's great. Sorry. Huh. That was... Huh. Sokka tried not to be the guy who stared at the giant facial wound, but it was pretty hard not to. So you didn't... fireball my own face the Ashmaker said. And yeah, that did sound stupid now that the guy said it. But hey, the irritation seemed to be helping him focus. Because a focus firebender was definitely what Sokka wanted. And would Appa please stop staring in their direction with his giant bison eyes? And he should definitely not keep shuffling closer. The last thing Sokka wanted to explain to Aang was how he'd gotten the fluffball fire shaved. What are you waiting for? Guy asked. Sokka stopped having a stare-off with the bison. "'Uh, what's killing me? What are you waiting for?' The guy stared at Sokka's face for a long moment, then scoffed. "'You've never killed before.' "'Yes, I have!' Sokka squawked. "'I will have you know that I'm the premier hunter in the Southern Water Tribe. "'Walrus moose are a lot harder to kill than people.' "'Wouldn't know,' the guy said, holding Sokka's gaze with those predator golden eyes. "'I've only killed people. "'And that was just—that was lovely.' and kind of a clear provocation when Sokka stopped to think about it. So he narrowed his eyes. And why are you trying to hurry along the killing part? I'd rather it was you than mouthgrass terrorist. Sokka snirked, because mouthgrass terrorist? Then he coughed into his hand, because he was the one in charge, okay? Why were firebenders transporting blasting jelly anyway? Because our command chain is 90% nepotism? The guy shrugged, looked away briefly lost his train of thought when he found Momo sitting two feet from him and looking back. And really, did none of these animals have basic self-preservation instincts? We were getting transported to, to our new division. Apparently, there are rebels in this forest. The guy's deadpan was absolutely perfect. Sokka hid his snort behind a glare and stood up. "'Yes, well, with regards to killing you, I fear I must consult with my companions first. They might have questions.' How do airbenders get information? The guy asked, his face carefully blank, but not in a a just-made-a-joke way. So he'd heard that part. Great. That was... great. Sokka had the really weird urge to reassure a firebender. He did not give in. Appa! Momo! Watch him! Well, at least now the guy just looked confused. The confused look got even more pronounced when Aang went all Aang on him. Turns out you didn't need torture to get answers when you had an overly friendly 12-year-old to throw at the problem. It probably helped that the problem definitely had a concussion. Hold still, Katara snapped, but more in irate mother way than the I-hate-you-on-principle one she'd started with. She was cleaning the blood off the prisoner's face and hair with a cloth. Their prisoner was wincing way more dramatically than Sokka would expect from someone with that many scars. As much as he hated to agree with Jet on anything firebenders did have a pretty legendary pain tolerance. Allegedly. This was actually Sokka's first time meeting one that wasn't actively trying to kill him or his loved ones. Which was probably another point in the concussion's favor, because there was nothing alleged about their bloodlust. He'd seen what they'd done to the South Pole. The stories from the Earth Kingdom were the same. And judging by the age of the sky and the benders who'd gotten away... The rumor that they'd join the army as soon as possible so they could go play in places they were allowed to burn was completely true. Sorry, the guy said, and continued flinching and wincing, and generally being a pretty large baby about things. Aang continued his relentlessly friendly interrogation. Do you live around here? Uh, no. I'm stationed at the front. This is just a special assignment. Yeah, but where are you from? Scarguy was doing an accurate impression of Momo when holding something inedible, and therefore completely incomprehensible. What does it matter? Ow! Hold still! Katara said, grabbing his arm. Which led to the guy swearing in a really impressive manner. Katara rolled up his sleeve underneath. The skin looked pretty red and going to blister by tomorrow Which kind of made sense, considering Sokka had seen him wiggle those limbs all up in the face of explodey flames earlier in the day. "'Why didn't you say anything?' Katara growled. "'What does it matter?' the guy snapped back. "'Ugh. I'm going to go ask Jet if they have anything for Burns.' "'They're not going to!' Skarge shouted after her. "'Which, yeah, they weren't going to have anything for him.' "'What's your name?' Aang asked. "'How old are you?' "'It really doesn't matter,' the guy said. "'If it doesn't matter,' Sokka pointed out, "'then it doesn't matter if you answer.' The prisoner shrugged, and only answered one of those questions. 16. Are you really an air nomad? Yeah! Have you met any others? I'm sure you travel a lot with your job. Job was a really quaint way to put it, and Sokka thought the semi-desperate, is-he-serious look the prisoner shot him implied complete agreement. Yes, I mean no. I've been a lot of places, but no air nomads. And there was Aang wilting. But, uh... I don't really get to see a lot. Everything pretty much looks the same one. You're lighting it on fire, Sokka finished. The prisoner shrugged again and turned to Sokka. Do you have any? Burns from earlier. I am suspicious as to why you care. Does it, and and I quote, matter? The guy seemed to have three primary expressions, overly dramatic baby, confused but enthusiastic children, and scowl. He turned last on Sokka, You were standing next to my men. If you're fine, they're fine. Sokka mulled this over and decided in a fit of benevolence to let the guy have this. Yeah, I'm fine. Good save. Scarguy's shoulders dropped. Thanks. Yeah, so. That was a lot of blasting jelly. Was there a plan for that? You seriously think they're telling Kindling what the plan is? Sokka hadn't heard that term before. But Aang sucked in a breath like someone had just dropped, like thirty-two consecutive swears, and or skinned one particularly cute animal in front of him. "'You're a sergeant,' Sokka pressed. "'It's a nickname. Do I look like a real sergeant's?' Having no idea about Fire Nation military structure besides, there was a lot of it, and they gave themselves fancy titles. Sokka did not know the answer to that, but Jet had made it sound impressive, so... "'Are you trying to play dumb, buddy? Really?' Scarguy looked him straight in the eye. His deadpan was back. If I had to guess, he said, the plan was to blow something up. Possibly, he continued, using blasting jelly. Sokka ran a hand down his face. Katara came stomping back. They were, according to Jet, fresh out of burn cream. Jet did not want the firebender anywhere near those flammable huts in his flammable tree town. Aang did not share those concerns, insofar as they regarded his flammable bison. So the firebender slept tucked between two of Appa's legs. He made it look about ten times more comfortable than it actually was, speaking from experience. Sokka poked him awake every few hours, because concussion. Also, a little bit because overly comfortable prisoner. This guy was a big, grumbly baby about that, too. And then everything went to crap, because his baby sister and Aang were unable to connect Guy willing to torture someone with guy whose suggestions may not be of the highest moral standard. And Sokka was unable to connect Guy who didn't want to be tortured and or killed, with Guy likely to give himself literal rope burn. To be fair, Sokka hadn't put together full reservoir, and mouthgrass terrorist willing to blow up a dam, either. Also, and this was very important, Appa was a really crappy guard. They met again in the forest. It was an encounter either of them had planned for, nor particularly wanted. How did you even get free? Sokka shouted in the manner that in no way bordered on a wine. Blasting jelly loses its potency when it dries, Skargai said, and didn't point out his newly charred uniform sleeves or the fresh burns circling both his wrists. There was the pain tolerance Sokka had been expecting. The jerkbender had just been hiding it yesterday. Like a jerk. I don't want to hurt you, the guy said, but he'd been in a fighting stance from the moment they locked eyes. Sokka was too, but he was suddenly very aware of that whole I've killed people conversation they'd had yesterday. There wasn't anything boastful in the guy's tone. Just, I don't want to hurt you, but the very clearly implied, but if you twitch wrong, I will. This situation could work though, maybe. Do you know your way to the town? Sokka asked, which didn't seem to be at all the direction Scar Guy thought this conversation would go. Jet's planning on blowing the dam with that blasting jelly. You can warn them. I'll try and stop. Their ex-prisoner was a teenager of action, which Sokka could appreciate if he wasn't running the wrong way. Town is that way! What are you going to do against an explosion? I'll figure it out! Sokka really should have asked what a firebender's plan for dealing with explosions was, because yelling at Sokka to shove barrels of blasting jelly off the top of the dam, while the guy tried to put out fire arrows mid-fight, which still left non-flaming arrows hitting all around them, was just not a plan. Though it did technically qualify as figuring things out. "'You're crazy!' Sokka panted, sliding down below the edge of the dam's wall because the blasting jelly had all gone for a dive, and he did not want to learn how many more arrows Longshot had. Yeah. Scarguy's tone had the audacity to imply both, this is a commonly known fact, and, and? You are crazy. The guy snorted, and also slid down the wall, which might have been due more to his general wobbliness than the arrow threat. Sokka was polite, and did not notice the way the other teenager pressed his forehead against his drawn-up knees, like he was trying to push his skull back in place, or how he was resting his kind of oozy-burned wrists in ways that didn't touch anything but air. So maybe not with the high pain tolerance. Maybe just a lot with the adrenaline. The adrenaline that was probably wearing off now. The guy shrugged under Sokka's continued nod a stare, and said, like it explained everything, It's almost my third year might as well, right? Sokka did not get to ask what that was supposed to mean. Their damn heart-to-heart was cut short by running footsteps and shouting, and then he was getting hugged by his sister and Aang, one of whom was yelling about how stupid that had been, while the other mouthed a quiet, that was so cool, behind her back. The firebender had tensed as they ran up, and swore once, but with great feeling. Now he was just sort of sitting there, looking like he could use another few hours sleeping on Appa, or barring that, five minutes to breathe before he did something else crazy. Sokka was again struck with the urge to reassure the firebender. Hey, you realize you're not our prisoner anymore, right? His golden eyes were still very much creepy, and too bright and unnatural outside of a select class of predatory mammals and or birds. They could also get really wide. The burned one, not so much, but an effort was clearly made, and Sokka respected that. What? Do you know how much of a pain keeping a prisoner on bison back would be? Not to mention the extra weight. You would literally just be slowing us down. Plus, we're leaving the area, so... Doesn't really matter if you tattle on us, Sokka said. So you can just... chew, Shoo, the guy repeated. You're just letting me go, alive, when I know your faces and I know he's the avatar? you're letting me go? You should really stop talking, buddy, Sokka advised. The firebender looked between all of them. Katara seemed vaguely offended that the guy didn't trust them. Aang seemed mildly concerned that the guy had apparently been assuming this would end with his own murder, which was a good point, actually, because if he'd been assuming that and he'd still dropped his escape attempt to run back and help, well, apparently not every ashmaker liked to see entire towns wiped off the map. Or maybe he'd just been trying to save his own guys. That would hurt Sokka's head a little less. I'll, uh... The guy cleared his throat. I'll play up the concussion. I'll only tell them what I have to. But I've never met this commander. He might... You should assume they'll have your descriptions. Really? Sokka said, through a smile that wasn't a smile. Stop talking. The firebender did not stop talking. Why? No one just lets kindling go. The Earth Kingdom, the Water Tribes, they... And we... His gaze shifts to Aang. Your people. Aang's smile wasn't really a smile, either. It was a hundred years ago. You didn't do anything. And even if you had, I would forgive you. That's how the Air Nomads were. Are. You're crazy, the guy said, because apparently his bar for crazy was higher than stand next to blasting jelly while flames were raining down but lower than, except forgiveness from a monk for things he hadn't done. What's your name? Aang asked. Zuko, the firebender said. I'm Zuko.